Welcome to Families for Life with Brian and Brian, a podcast of Oak Hill Baptist Church. On today's episode, we're starting our new series on friendship, episode one, The Need for Friendship. All right, and we're back. We're back. All right. How's it going, man? Good. Everybody, good. everything's good. Yeah, we uh, we we did have a little bit of uh, break time in there for yep, some unexpected, unexpected yeah. illness and things like that. But Apparently everyone's okay. Somebody so. sneezed, so we got to quarantine. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little more intense than yeah, that. I but uh, yeah, no, uh, I think everyone's good now. So praise the Lord, and uh, I'm glad to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, how how have you been? What you been good. up? Good. We've recovered from the. Uh, it's it's kind of funny we've recovered from the Christmas break and then right see right after Christmas we jumped into our upward basketball season yeah. so I feel like I finally got a handle on that and we're we're in a much better like just mode more fluid yeah. mode and yeah, so yeah. yeah I feel good I feel good about uh, starting this new series which I'm very excited about mm-hmm. so what about you how are things going yeah it's going good uh, we like you said it's kind of you just jump right back in right after Christmas and so we. Went right back into student ministry stuff and, you know, planning the, the new year out and uh, getting events and stuff thought through and just thinking through discipleship and stuff like that. So had winter, went to Winter Jam last night and rocked out like rocked a young out. person. Yeah. And I'm feeling it this morning. Yeah. Uh, took a lot of Advil. <laughs> so skillet, though, man. John Cooper, he's awesome. Um, thankful for them. But uh, but anyway, yeah. So we do have uh, a new topic. Yeah, you've you've brought this series to us. Yes. and you you really um, kind of formed this and thought, hey, we need to we need to bring this topic up. And so as we talked about it, I've now seen that this is a really important topic. So I think I'm glad that you pushed for this and brought this to us. And it's funny because the more we talk about it, the more we find uh, nuances in our understandings on it. So this this might be the most. Uh, we don't disagree, right? But this might be uh, the series that we uh, have more dialogue, but back and forth with, which yeah, is kind of fun. We so. don't disagree on the overall premise and the and the biblical need uh, yes, for this. It's right, just right. some of the you're right, some of the nuances, yeah. some of the a some, lot of it's like the experiences, like how right. we experience these things and what we think about, and yeah. and as we'll see, some of this I think is generational. Yeah, yeah. And so we're, I think, every generation experiences things differently and their perspective is a little different, especially it can be in the area of friendship. Right. Right. And so, um, I, I am really excited. I, I hope that listeners are, um, looking forward to this. I, I think we have both, um, felt like this is an important topic that mm-hmm. people want to grow in. And I think, you know, pertaining to our podcast and families for life, um, having solid friendships, is really a big part of maintaining your your uh, faith in the mm-hmm. Lord, and we'll get into all of that too. Yeah. But but what, so, what so did it's really you important. see? What did you see uh, in your own experience or perceive around you that said, "Hey, we need to talk about this"? Yeah, I think so. Like the thing for me is that I, I just felt like friendship really mattered, and the reason why is because. I don't know a lot of people. In fact, most of the people who I know do not feel like they have a a super-duper close friend. 
You know, most of the people that I know don't feel like they're friends or th- that they have like they have friends and they have people that they love, but they they don't have somebody that they feel like is just their best friend who would who would do anything for them, right? And uh, especially in the youth ministry, friendship is a big deal all the time. Trying to help students learn how to build friendships, be a better friend, all of that. It's just constantly on my mind in that realm. So what about you? Is there something about friendship that made you think, like, this really matters? Like, we've, we've got to talk about this. Well, I think that as you get older, there's a stage of, of life, you know, and, th- and this, is, this is particularly relevant to me. You know, my um, I have two main things that, that form the bulk of my time, mm-hmm. and that is my family, which I, I love and try to spend as much time with as I possibly can. And then my my job. Mm-hmm. My job is a calling. It's all consuming. It's not, you know, you know this. You're not, mm-hmm. there's not like you go in, you punch a clock, you leave, you punch out, you're done. Do right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Ministry is different it's in that way. Life, yeah. So it's also it's also different because as a pastor, you there's an expectation to be relational. Right. Right. To, to a certain extent. And you have to uh, shepherd the body, mm-hmm. you know, build relationships, love them, all of those things. In the midst of all of those things going on, especially the stage of life I'm in, friendship can become very difficult. Yeah. And so, you know, it it's one of those things that I have my wife and I have to work really hard at maintaining good friendships. And so I've not always been really good at that. And uh, so it. it for me, it's especially relevant because of my stage of life and my, you know, where I'm at. I think that's, I think that's true. Uh, generally speaking, I think it's more prevalently, prevalently felt at different stages in life. But I think I'm kind of getting into that. I'm coming into that phase of life where um, if you are not pursuing friendships, if you are not developing and investing in friendships, they're not going to happen. Right. And, and that's why this well, your is kids, so as they important. grow, they exactly. take up a lot of your time. And right. so you have to find ways to push past that. Yeah. yeah. So we, we've got several things that we're going to talk about regarding the need for friendship. And really it's more like, why are we talking about this? And so the, the first thing that we want to get into is the fact that people need it. Mm-hmm. People need friendship, Right. Uh, loneliness, and this is something we've talked about in many other different ways, but loneliness is pervasive in the world today. People are more connected than they've ever been. You know, we have, you know, hundreds and thousands even of, quote, friends on Facebook or Mm -hmm. followers, whatever, but we're lonelier than ever. You know, loneliness, statistically speaking, is, is throughout the world it's mm-hmm. it's huge it's going well, to the roof right and this is why uh people this is why there's so many different affinity groups and things that that begin all the time you know we we were in chicago for a mission trip a few years ago and he mentioned the the problem of loneliness and it kind of worked to the church's advantage because they would have events or things and and uh all this was pre pre-covid mm-hmm. they would um draw people in just because people were looking for something to do. Right. You know, I know uh, uh, somebody in Chicago that had, a, they were in a kickball league with their friends, Yeah, you know, and yeah. they, I mean, you think that's kind of funny as like adults here in a kickball league and there's people playing pickleball and yeah. all those things. They, they go to these things because they want to connect with people. That's right. They want to have fun and, and enjoy themselves in the presence of, of other people and find other people. So you'll find all of these things kind of cropping up. The difficult thing is they do have to put some work in to make this happen. That's right. And it doesn't just like 
happen. It doesn't just like appear. It's, it's not just, yeah, that's right. And, and that's something I've, I've thought through a lot is like friendship happens through a medium, you know? Yeah. There's something that happen. You don't, you you rarely just hang out with somebody and, and don't have a coffee or right. don't have a meal or, right. you know what I mean? Or don't go on a walk. There's always something that you have to do. And so, like you said, there's kickball right. or pickleball or working out or whatever yeah. that you connect over right well i found this interesting i found this article in the atlantic uh called why making friends in midlife is so hard so that kind of spoke to me (laughs) but they said that um the average american just uh spends just 41 minutes a day socializing Mm. think about that which is hard to imagine because 41 minutes a day socializing you look at screen time screen time's long but that's not necessarily socializing right uh jeffrey hall a communications professor at university of kansas estimates it takes typically more than 200 hours Mm -hmm. ideally over six weeks for a stranger to grow into a close friend so that's roughly 200 hours is roughly 8.33 days Wow. So you know like what? Total. I've actually yeah. seen this happen. If you think about a mission trip where we go on a yes. mission trip in yes. the in the span of like a seven day mission trip or something like that, I've seen teenagers especially go from strangers to best friends by the end because they're spending twenty four seven together or they go to a youth camp together or something. And so I've actually seen this play That's a out. Great point. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's kind of interesting to me. So it mm-hmm. takes time to build friendships. And so I think if you're gonna try to build friends, there's there's time mm-hmm. number one proximity mm-hmm. you have to be around each other right right and then the the third thing is compatibility and that that is that's wrapped up with like common interests personality mm-hmm. I mean there's lots of things that kind of wrap that up together not that you're not that you're compatible in the sense like you're the same person right but your your personalities your interests complement one another mm-hmm. you know because you and me are friends but we're right. our personalities are very different that's right and we're just have a compatible sort of nature there and you're and you're able to in, you're able to in um what's the word i'm looking for appreciate mm-hmm. you're able to appreciate the other person's interests even though they might not be yours right. because your personalities you know are compatible in exactly. that way that's right yeah so i just thought that was some interesting research to kind of think about you know um we need friendship, yeah. but there is a, it takes a little bit of work. It's yeah. going to take time. It's going to take some, some things to, to reach out, to make friends and to, to sustain friends. Well, I think what's interesting too, is that every single person wants friends. Like there's, I, I, I don't know a single person, a, a healthy person who, who does not want friends. Even, even the most introverted person wants some kind of friendship. Yeah, unless there's like a, a depression or mental thing. Right, um, right. Most people crave uh, or, or some sort of like like phobia. Most people crave relationships. That's right. And they might not want lots of relationships, but they want at least one right. person that they can, you know, uh, depend on, who can they can rely on, and they can, you know, and vice versa. And so the reason for this is because this, we know as Christians that this is a part of, of our nature as human beings. You know, we were actually created for fellowship. You know, God created us to be in fellowship with him. We know God is a triune God who is in fellowship with himself from eternity past. Well, one of the first uh, aspects he did in the, in the garden of Eden, he had Adam created Eve. So they would have relationship, uh, but then also God would walk with them and talk with them in the garden. And so there was an actual, relationship that was happening that, you know, we think, of course, we're, 
you know, we pray to God and God speaks to us through his word. But I mean, could you imagine just as we're sitting here talking, Adam talked to God. That's right. Eve talked to God. They walked together. And, you know, that to me is the is the intent. That's how God created us. That's right. And that's that's the that is what the consummation of of all things will be when Christ returns is us to be not only spiritually present with the Lord, but physically present with the Lord. What did God say? It is not good for man to be Be alone. alone. Right. That's right. And so so that just proves the point that people need this. Mm -hmm. And so we have to talk about it. Um, What's another reason why maybe we should be talking about this? We know people need it, but like, well, I think I think as we look into the world, we see that, and, and my perspective is, I think the world understands the need for friendship. Yeah. Uh, you know, you go online and there's lots of books on friendship. I don't know that, that the world knows necessarily how to create good, sustainable, lasting friendships that, that are going to encourage and build up a person. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I think your point was that culture might misunderstand friendship. And 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 you're right. And I think, you know, we talked about this a little bit before we got on, um, but it's hard to really put into words what we're trying to say because culture knows that it needs it, mm-hmm. and, it and it and it craves it. But uh, my perspective is that I, I think as you look at culture, a lot of what it emphasizes in this, so we're actually, this is something we forgot to mention, was that we, one of our resources is a book called How Should We Develop Biblical Friendship by Dr. Haken and Beaky. And so um, that's a great resource, very short, um, really good resource. But one of the things they point out is that, especially in the early 21st century, the Western culture emphasized extreme busyness and uh, mm-hmm. and promoted receiving and possessing more than sacrificing and giving. So I think my perspective is not that culture doesn't really understand or, mm-hmm. or value friendship. It's more that they don't really know how to have um, the fullness of what God wants right. in friendship. Mm-hmm. I think that's more of what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah, Would you good. agree mm-hmm. with that? Uh, aspect of yeah, that. yeah, I would think you know, and I, and I think culture sees the need for this, especially I think as we as we shift generationally from the emphasis from millennials to Gen Z. Um, yeah, it, it's it's interesting to me that a lot in the online community are seeing this, and so Snapchat did commissioned a report called the Friendship Report. Yeah, and I thought this was interesting, which for as a as a survey study, this this holds up because they engaged ten thousand. Uh, representatives all across the world, age 13 to 75. So that's a really broad, you know, Australia, France, Germany, India, Malaysia, Saudi Arabia, uh, United Arab Emirates, UK, and the US, Mm -hmm. broken down generationally. And what they found was really interesting that the average number or or the average age when most people meet their best friend is 21. Mm -hmm. So early on when those when you have time, the when, time. when yeah. those mm-hmm. those experiences that kind of mold and shape you as you're becoming yep. an adult, you know, um, you know, the average number of best friends around the world is four point three. So that's a that's an average of all around the world. Yeah. But it's interesting that like Saudi Arabia has the highest number of average best friends at six point six, right? Wow. US has the average of it's around three best friends, yeah. three point something. The UK has the lowest, two point six best friends. Yeah, they have uh, the average around the world of good friends. So I think this would be somebody who 
you hang out with, you talk to, but like you wouldn't confide in, right, you know, right. is 7.2. Wow. And then the average number of inqu- acquaintances. Yeah. People you're friendly with, you know, you know things about them. Maybe it could be a coworker or somebody like that. 20.4. Wow. So that's interesting to me that we, you know, I think, I think that the world is, and they put this study together to understand friendship, to understand the generational perspective mm. on friendship, because the world knows how important friendship is. Yeah. Even if, uh, as we would look at it biblically, they would misunderstand it. Yeah, and I think that's really good to see and, and for us to understand from from some some uh, research to know, you know, you're... Your friends are not just the people that, you know, uh, you follow or who follow you on social media. Your friends are not um, every person that you go to church with, right? right? I mean, these are smaller groups of people. And that's, for instance, one of the reasons why uh, in churches we we think, you know, biblically, we think that it's good to have small groups and D groups because because you're— your closest friends are going to be small in numbers for for good reason and we'll you know we'll talk about that throughout this but but i think it's really good for us as christians to understand this because obviously the the world is trying to grasp what a fulfilling friendship mm. would be and what's funny is you know a lot of modern christian culture tends to follow the secular culture and i think in the past you know friendship and we talked about this how you know from from the boomer generation to our generation the the emphasis on friendship has changed you know mm-hmm. how 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 much you need to be with your friends has changed from generation to generation and the christian culture tends to follow that mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to recognize the importance of it. I mean, especially if the world is, but but more so to focus on what the the Bible would say mm-hmm. about it and what God. Because right. here's the thing: if if the Bible doesn't think that friendship is really that important, then then we shouldn't it shouldn't bother us that much, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's not what we see right. in Scripture, really. Well, and I do agree with what you said here. Modern culture creates surface level relationships that focus on self rather than others. I do think. A lot of what culture wants out of friendships is, um, mm, yeah. what what can I get out of this? Get out of that. Yes. It's it's a lot of me focus. When the Bible would would turn that around, it's, it's totally flipped. Right. So when we say the culture misunderstands, it's not that they don't see the need for friendship, but it's it's more about me and yeah. what I can get out of that friendship. Would and, you agree with that? Yes, and I'm so glad you said that. I even I even wrote that and just was gonna like glossed <laughs> right over it. Um, but th- that is exactly right, and that's what we see with with God. God, when He created mankind in, to be in fellowship with Him, did not need that. And mm-hmm. so when we say we need friendships, we're a little different than God, but. But we need people that we can pour ourselves into. Mm-hmm. Not it's not supposed to be just me, 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 right. me. We're just it's, a little different than God. Just yeah, a okay. little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right. understand what you're saying. Yes, I don't want yes. to detract from what you're saying. Um, we're, we're the image of God, uh, broken and yada yada. But yeah. um, that's that's the point that we need to see is that God wants us to, and we'll we'll see this here in just a second. God wants us to be friends the way that he is friends yeah. with us. Mm-hmm. It's very vital. So this is super important, not just because the culture thinks it's important, not just because we really want friendships for us, but mm-hmm. because God has shown us what it's really supposed to be like. Right. Um, right. And back to what you were saying a minute ago, that the, the Christian culture does 
is trending towards the secular culture in that we are looking for our friends to say, what, what can I get out of that? Yeah. What can I, what can I pull out of that to, to fulfill me? Well, and you see that in, in church culture, you know, you, you know, that's, and we don't want to harp on this too, too much, but a lot of church culture is what is this church going to give me? Mm-hmm. You know, what am I going to get out of this? It's more of a, a, a secular understanding of, of, uh, commercialism mm-hmm. and uh, you know self fulfillment, rather than finding fulfillment in self sacrifice mm-hmm. uh, and giving yourself to the Lord, and so that's that's it's just a different understanding that we find in Scripture, mm-hmm. and so that's going to be the next thing we're going to look at is the fact that God designed this. So the reason why Christians, I think, can have a fuller and more uh, real understanding of what friendship's supposed to be is because we know who designed it, mm-hmm. um, and that's, and that's well, num- the Lord. Yeah, number one, I want to say that our our perspective on friendship should change because we we are united. The Bible talks a lot about Christians united in Christ. Yes, and so the thing that unites us is not necessarily like an affinity, like I like this or or you like this and right. we get drawn together because of that. We are drawn together because of Christ. That's right. And so there's an eternal nature to where we're all going to be. And so I think about this a lot as the church. It's, you know, some people can't stand the church, right? Christians, I yeah. can't stand the church. Well, that's a problem because you're yeah. going to be spending the rest the all of eternity with, with the, the church. church. That's so right. So you need to learn to love people number one, whether they're different or alike, whether they annoy the heck out of you, whatever. You, you got to learn to love people. That's right. Number one. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be best friends with everyone. Right. But you got to learn. Jesus is is shaping us and molding us in the church to help us to love one another. That's right. Then, out of that group, you can pull those close that you do have that sort of natural friendship. You can build yeah. that up through through those relationships. Yeah. And I think this, this is a little off topic. Well, kind of, not really, but. I think there's a difference between being friendly to all yeah. and being best friends with people. Of course. And that, I think, you know, being friendly to all is is the biblical calling. You know, that's what the love of Christ does in our hearts, even to love our enemies. Mm-hmm. We we can be friendly to all. Um, and there, there's nuances there, and I understand it's more complicated than that, but, but hopefully you understand. In general, the, the, yeah. the, the you know... In the general, point. what you're saying is correct, yes. And so, but then there's this friendship that goes deeper than that. And so we're not telling you that you need to be best friends with everyone at your church. We're telling you that um, having a friendliness towards all people is is a part of loving the body of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, so in Scripture, you know, as we were looking through the different... there, here, Here's the thing about it. Friendship is woven all throughout Scripture... And in one sense, there's nowhere that's like, here's what friendship is, and I'm going to tell you everything you need to know about mm-hmm. it. But in another sense, as I was looking into this, what I find interesting is that most of the scripture that you find on friendship is found in the wisdom literature. Yeah. In like Ecclesiastes and Proverbs, mm-hmm. there is a lot about friendship there. And I think it's very interesting that friendship understanding friendship from the Bible is found in wisdom. Mm-hmm. So there is an aspect of this is how life works mm-hmm. um, going on here. I'm curious if Solomon uh, understood the need for this because he might have, because he was a king and he might have been separated from, you know, the mass people. And so he maybe 
could have been lonely. I mean, he had 700, 300, 300 <laughs> yeah. wives, 700, 700 concubines, concubines or whatever. Yeah. I might get those backwards, but you know, that doesn't necessarily mean right. that he had close friends. So he might've seen the value in, in a friendship. Like it says here in Proverbs 27, nine mm-hmm. oil and perfume, make the heart glad. The sweetness of a friend comes from his earnest counsel. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's talking about being with someone that you can share your problems with and they're mm-hmm. giving you not what you want to hear, yeah. which as a king, he probably had that a lot, had that a lot, yep. but it's somebody who tells you what you need to hear yep. the right advice in that time, yep. honest counsel. And I think that he might've had a better perspective on uh, friendship because of his position. Yeah. That's, I think that's a great insight, Brian. I hadn't thought of that, but I think that is very true. That's what I'm here for, to provide good insights. Thank for you. All. <laughs> well, I am appreciative of that. Um, what a good friend. And so, and so what, a, what a good counsel there. Um, but that, that's a good point. So we see, you know, there's a bunch of places where God is describing friendships. There's a lot of great examples, um, somewhere like Jonathan and David. Yeah. Um, there is Naomi and, uh, Ruth, uh, there is, um, Paul and Timothy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great examples. Um, but then in, in a lot of the wisdom literature, you see some good, like pointed statements. Uh, one of them, uh, you know, God also tells us how to have good friendships. Mm. So Job six fourteen, it says that he who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Mm. And I think what's interesting about that is sometimes in friendships we're tempted, like if if our friend doesn't do something that we want or doesn't talk to us or say the right thing mm. that we want them to say, it's easy for us to try to to back off or to become cold towards them. Mm-hmm. And God is saying, don't withhold kindness from your friend because you are, you're actually offending the Lord mm-hmm. when right. you do that, which that's kind of a big statement. That's kind of a big, well, there's another Job guy. Makes. Job had his friends turn on him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's another guy who understands the value of friendship. He gets it. Yeah. Um, you know, Romans and Colossians tell us clearly that we're supposed to love one another with brotherly affection. Romans twelve ten, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another and showing honor. Um, so that's how we're supposed to do good friendships. It tells us how to be a good friend. It also tells us how to be a bad friend. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, you know, it tells us what to avoid in uh, friendship, you know. Uh, Proverbs eighteen twenty four. A man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So I mean, that's saying like a guy who has a lot of acquaintances, yeah, right. But nobody's going to stick by his side yeah. when a trial comes, right? Yeah. That's the thing with, and I help. I try to help teens understand this is like being super popular and doing all the things that are going to get you lots and lots of friends is not actually beneficial to you because ultimately you're going to come to ruin when when trouble comes, right? Because there's a difference mm. between having a bunch of companions who you call friends and having this friend who is your confidant, who right. is with you through thick and thin, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of great, there's so much more. We're going to talk about what the scriptures, how the scriptures deal with friendship mm-hmm. in another episode. But yeah. here's my favorite. This is, this is what really gets me about friendship, okay? And this is where God models perfect friendship. And that's John 15. 12 through 13, where Jesus says, This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Mm. That's Jesus telling his disciples, I am going to die for you. And that is the greatest love you can experience. Mm. Um, And he's calling them his friends. 
Uh, he says elsewhere that you are my friend, I call you my friend. Mm-hmm. And so God is our best friend. Jesus Christ is the best friend, the perfect friend, mm-hmm. right. who has done the greatest thing. He's demonstrated the greatest love for us. Yeah, man, that, there's so much with friendship and our spiritual walk. I mean, you know, Christ should be the, the first friend that we have, mm-hmm. you know, which may sound weird to people because he's in heaven, but we we have God's spirit that lives in that's us. Right. And so we have a connection with him that's maybe even deeper than any physical friendship that we have. You know, it's it's one of those things where Jesus uh, put, put himself out there in a way that yeah. most people have a very hard time doing, you know, that, that sacrificial friendship, putting yourself on the line, even when you may be rejected. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? He put himself out there in that, in that way. And that just shows that, you know, I think there's another verse where he talks about, we, we move from servants to friends. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's we'll, what you were we'll referring to. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's one of those things that I don't know if people just have a hard time Understanding, you know, I had a friend who uh, didn't like calling God his friend. He thought it trivialized the relationship. And, you know, we sing that song in church I am a friend Friend of God, God. you know, but that's a biblical song. And he was like, I hate that song. I know. You know, it reduces my relationship to get, we're not, we're not buddies. And I'm like, (laughs) as I thought about that, he ruined that song for me for a long time. By the way, don't be negative about things and ruin it for something else. That's right. Somebody else. But he ruined that song for me for a long time. But then, and as I begin to think about this and read verses like this, I'm like, yeah. hold on. Jesus is calling me friend yes. here. So so I am We're, friends with Jesus. That's, I am that, a friend of God. That's the thing. Like your friendship does not nullify not, his kingship. Right. right? I mean, he, he is still the king. He is still, but he's also your friend. And right. That's, and that's what's so cool you could be, about this. You could be friends with the president, but that wouldn't make him not the president that's anymore. Right. Like that's I don't, right. he's still your president. He make it makes you, it makes it more of a relationship, not less of a relationship. Right. And you know, Ecclesiastes, this is great. Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 410 says, um, talking about friendship, it says, if they fall, one will lift up his fellow, but mm. woe to him who is alone when he falls and has no, no other to lift him up. Okay. Jesus is the friend who comes and yes. picks us up right. out of the pit of sin and right. death. Mm-hmm. And and woe to us who reject the friendship of Christ. Right. And he sends and then and then there are other messengers of Christ that that do the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Brothers and sisters that are representatives of Christ in That's our right. lives that do the same thing for us. Yes. And yep. uh as we go along, and once again I go back to um I go back to, uh, I always go back to this book, The Pilgrim's Progress. Oh, yeah. When Christian is, mm. I mean, he is about to just go under. And somewhere God sends a servant mm-hmm. out of uh, out of nowhere, nowhere. <laughs> and, and lifts him up, That's you right. know, and, and helps him in a time of great trial and a great need. And yeah. so... You know, that's what Christian friendship looks like. Yeah. Well, that that's a great segue to the next part, and we've only got a couple more, so hang with us. But this you did that this, on purpose. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. Right. Um, sanctification actually thrives on friendship. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a part of um, how God you, God. So friendship is one of the primary means that God uses to strengthen His people. Can I blow your mind here? Yes, You've got please. Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen. This uh, is used for a lot of men's conferences, but right. but it's also applies to women. That's right. Just yes. FYI. Ladies who are listening, iron sharpens iron just as one man sharpens another. This, a, this also a, means woman sharpening right. another. Yeah, exactly. This is like the quintessential men's ministry I know, verse. I know. 
But this applies to all Christians. Yeah. And so we we read this and we need to say like we need brothers, men need brothers, women need sisters mm-hmm. in Christ because they will they will sanctify us. They That's will right. help us become more like Christ. Yeah. And husbands need wives and wives need husbands. And and here's a to clue. This too. Here's yeah. a clue for you. If mm-hmm. your friends mm-hmm. are pushing you away from Christ, that is not a Christian for th- that is not a biblical Christian friendship. Thank you. Your friends that are, that you call friend that you call Christian should be pushing you closer to Christ. That's right. We should be encouraging one another to do the right thing, the holy thing, the loving thing always. And I see this with teenagers, but I, I see this with middle-aged adults. Yeah. And if you are meeting with a bunch of people and they're, you know, you're going out and you're just having parties and getting drunk and doing all kinds of things that they're pushing you people from your church, people mm-hmm. that, you know, are pushing you to do those things. They're not your friends. That's right. They're, they're, well, it, it, well, they might be your friends in a worldly sense. They're not Christian friends. Well, because what they're doing is ultimately they're, they are, they are pulling you away and you might be like, Oh, they're, they're not directly pulling me away. They are, they are changing your direct, your trajectory away from your best friend, yeah. Christ Jesus. Right. And that is when you know that they're not your best friends. Uh, they're not your. They're well, not it's a good selfish friends. friendship to get what they can get because they have issues and problems, and they're wanting you to to join them in that so That's they right. can they can self medicate and feel better about their issues and problems. That's right. Rather than a Christian friend saying, "Hey, what's going on in your life? Let's pray about it. Let's yeah. read scripture. Let's push each other." Closer to Christ. That's what First Thessalonians five eleven says. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. That that's what fr- true friendships do. Is we encourage one another and build one another up, yeah. even if that means sometimes saying hard things. Yeah. But we do it in a way that builds, not tears down. Right. right. Yeah. Hebrews ten twenty four. Let us consider how to stir up uh, one stir up one another with love and good works. Yeah. Man, you know, I want, that's the kind of friend I, I want, you know right. what I mean? That's mm-hmm. the kind of friend I want to be, Right. who who I can go to people and when, and when this I'm done takes, talking to them, they feel right. just ready to go love people and do good things. Right. This just takes time and, and it takes thoughtfulness. One of the things that, that I've been, been uh, convicted about in the last, say, I don't know, five years, I had worked with a uh, person at church and uh, that this person was very thoughtful, mm-hmm. very thoughtful. Always, always thinking about other people. How do I bless them? How do I encourage them? What you know? They'd run to uh, the 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 to get a coffee. They're mm-hmm. asking their friend, "Hey, yeah. what kind of coffee do you want?" Or they yeah. wouldn't ask them. They just go get it and bring it to their right. friend. And that really mm-hmm. that really marked me. And so I try to do the similar thing. I'm not I am not a thoughtful person by nature. Yeah. Okay. So for me to like God has helped me to be more thoughtful. Right. So like you and I have a great. Uh, example of this, we will text one another when there's things going on that we're thinking about. We'll text each, when we haven't seen each other for a week or two, we'll just call each other and say, Hey, what's going on? Um, you know, you texted me on the first night of upward to Mm. tell me you're praying for me, you know, and I, I texted you while you're, while you were at home with Mm -hmm. your family quarantined and Mm -hmm. said, Hey, how are things going? Do you need anything? And I think that thoughtfulness is, is what we're talking about here. And that that's love. That's good works. That's trying to uh, be there for one another, but you have to think about other people. 
Yeah, and it's not easy, it, and, and that's something I'm trying to grow in. And honestly, one of the reasons why <laughs> I even – let me let me try to encourage you. Like one of the reasons why I, I wanted to text you because I feel like you're actually better at that than I am. And so so like many times you'll text me and you'll or you'll text me about working out or you'll text me about, uh, you know, whatever, just a funny uh, gif or whatever. And, uh, and I'm just like, wow, thanks for, you know, thinking of me. Sure. Or you'll call me and just, you know, make sure I'm doing well, you know. And, um, and, you know, I've got other friends who do that. I've got one of my, one of my best friends, he calls me, it's always on the worst times though. And he knows this, but he, he literally sings songs to my voicemail uh, <laughs> about how I never answer the phone. <laughs> um, but, um, but he's always thinking about me. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, that's, that's I think, amazing. I think that when God brings someone to your mind, at the very least, so so you're just going through your day. Yes. Someone pops in your mind. At the very least, pray for them. That's right. And uh, maybe you think, hey, send a text to them. Hey, what's up? Praying for you today. Whatever. Yep. And uh, I I try to do that. I'm again. I'm not I'm not great at this, but I try to do it, and it helps me in my relationships because I can get very task oriented. I get very business oriented. Right. And. Um, thinking about what, what I need for the next thing that I have to do. And it, so it helps take me out of that mode and think and care about the the person that's there. Yeah. You know, man, that, okay. So that's another great segue into this last point. I planned all of this. Yeah, I'm amazed. Um, <laughs> so here's, here's the thing that I, I, I have been thinking about a lot and I think Brian, we've talked some about, and so this could be a good conversation, but I believe, and I've been reading C.S. Lewis about this, I believe that relationships find their value through friendship. Mm. So I, I think that that relationships in and of themselves are any, not, any are, type of relationship. Any type of relationship. So I'm talking, you know, uh, work relationships, um, uh, marriage relationships, uh, parent-child relationships. Um, school relationship, whatever. And there's nuances with each of those. Tons, tons of nuances. So this is a very general blanket statement, but I think it does apply. I think that these relationships are not valuable until they are uh, woven together through friendship. Mm -hmm. This, which is really just a love for one another. That's Mm -hmm. really what friendship is, is, is a genuine, um, agape love i think that's going back to that verse you know no greater love than this that's one would lay down his life for his friends mm-hmm. we've talked about this and you've been helpful to me on that but it's that christ-like love between two people that's a genuine friendship yeah and that has to be there before a relationship has real value mm-hmm. so here's what i'm getting at uh, c.s lewis says in his four loves he says Friendship is unnecessary, like philosophy, like art, like the universe itself, for God didn't really have to create. It has no survival value. Rather, it is one of those things which give value to survival. Mm. So, for instance, you can be married to somebody, have children, and go through your whole life without loving each other, Mm. and that can that can make you survive, that mm-hmm. can help you survive life, but it doesn't bring value to your life. Mm-hmm. That's not something that people really want, mm-hmm. right? You can work with somebody and and be very productive in your workplace and survive without having friendship with somebody that you work with. Mm-hmm. And there's no value there. Who really wants that? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we talked about this, and I think you actually made this point, that it's it's kind of like, 
the taste in mm-hmm. our food. Yeah. Right? Like food, you can eat food without, you don't need food to taste Yeah, good. you could eat a bland food bar that would have the correct m- m- uh, macronutrients for you to take in, your proper fat and carbs and protein. And, but you could just eat that, but that's no fun. That's, you right. know what I'm saying? That's I right. I don't want to live in a George Jetson kind of world where you eat your, you take your pills and that yes. that's your nutrients. I love the diversity of food. Mm-hmm. I love that we can create and, and be uh, so like just diverse and creative with our, with our food. And that's kind of what friendship is. I, I, I really think to so. life to life. That's right. And, and without friendship, um, ultimately, our relationships are lifeless, boring, and ultimately pointless. Um, I don't, I don't really find value in life without without friendships. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And you know, we'll, I'm sure as we go on in this series, we'll talk more about what it looks like in marriage and parenting mm-hmm. and all of those, all of those types of things. This is just the introduction, but uh, I, I 100% agree that this is going to be um, something that that is so important to having a fulfilled, abundant life. Yeah. You know, Jesus yeah. says he wants us to have an abundant life. Yes. That doesn't mean a perfect life. That doesn't mean a life free of trials, but that does mean there are, there are things that are biblical that God is pushing us towards. Right. And I think friendship is one of those things. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. And that, that abundance of life first comes through finding your friendship with Christ. Right. Um, you don't have uh, abundance of life without friendship that's, with those. That's the first priority, yeah. And, right. and I would tell you, I would I would say, I would add this. We're speaking of this as experts, but uh, at least yeah. in my experience, I'm I'm really bad at this. And so oh, yeah. That, yeah, me this too. is one of the things that, that I'm glad we're doing this series because it encourages me. So if you're out there and you're like, man, I'm, I'm bad at being, I'm bad at friendship. I'm, I'm not a good friend and I don't have good friends. Be encouraged because I am the same way, yeah. and I have to constantly work at this to try because, like I said, I can get really wrapped up in my job and in my family and miss out on on those things. That's right. I mean, that's why we're talking about this, not because we are, like, awesome friends all the time, but right. because because we know Jesus and we know that he is – we know what friendship looks like right. from him, and so we want to be better friends ourselves, and we hope that our listeners um, can benefit as well. Yeah. Um, and so we are excited about this. I think, uh, I know I'm going to grow. It's going to help me. I, I, I hope and pray that I will glean from this mm-hmm. and put it into practice and be a better friend. Um, and, uh, and I hope that we all will too. Yeah. So. That's great. Yeah. Barring any unforeseen circumstances, we'll be back next <laughs> that's week right, that's right. with a new episode. We're very excited and I hope you'll join us. Uh, do us a favor, make sure and, uh, let your, let other people know about our podcast, right. share it and uh, get the word out about Mm -hmm. what we're trying to do here. And if there's something that you want us to talk about in a future episode, whether it's any one of our, you know, pastor's perspective, um, what was the new one that we did? Biblical balance. Oh, um, God's God's way. Doing things God's way. Doing things God's way. If there's Mm -hmm. anything that you want us to talk about, uh, send us a note. You can find our email address uh, on the uh, website there, uh, oakhillbc.org slash F4L. F, the letter F. The number, number four, four letter, letter L. L. Send uh, us a note and let us know. We're also on Facebook. You can find us and yep. uh, other places. Yeah. And as the cool kids say, like, subscribe, uh, <laughs> rate, do the all thing. I don't know what you're supposed to all do. All the things anymore. you're supposed all to do. All the things that you know, you know, you know, you know what to do. You know <laughs> we appreciate you listening and Thanks. we'll see, we'll you, see next you next time. time.
I like I like what you said. Culture misunderstands it, but let's not assume that we're better at this than them because I think Christians are not no, better at this. That's going to be the whole point. Right. The point is that we are not good at this. Right. Because okay. we're just we're just doing whatever we we're doing whatever. We agree. We agree. We in very nuanced ways are in agreement. I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> Absorb the aggression. <laughs> Oh man, I was, I always do that. I was walking around like the, uh, I was walking around like the hardware store or something mm-hmm. and I was getting frustrated and I was like, absorb oh, the aggression. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Cause you, you like make yourself laugh a yeah. little bit. Yeah. It helps. It actually helps. Yeah. I was, when I was preaching uh, the last time and I was talking about God's thoughts. Yeah. I like read that and every time I read it, I was like, God's thoughts are higher God's than God's thoughts. thoughts for your thoughts. <laughs> I was his like, thoughts this are not your thoughts his ways are not, <laughs> not your, your ways, ways. <laughs> absorb the aggression that's my favorite line I know, it's out so of the whole thing 